more popular than track pants in Tijuana. Welcome to Bob's Fishbowl, everyone. As always, sincerely hope you're in the midst of the best day of your entire life, as absolutely no one calls me Tijuana Bob or Bob Van Dyne, if you prefer. In a moment, we will get to my extra-dimensional fish bee. Back tonight with Paleta Bola de Fuego from Club Hong Kong. In no particular order this evening, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen, Girlfriends, Gonzaga Basketball, Scurvy, the weirdest thing I heard today, Slides, Retirement, The Serial Podcast, Run DMC, The Beastie Boys, and Beto O'Rourke. We will get to all those things this evening, but first... I'm not sure how good I'm feeling tonight. This is difficult for me to talk about. This is difficult for me to explain. And I feel for me to do it appropriately, I kind of need to whisper here. So let me kind of get it on the mic and explain what's going on. And I think everything is going to be fine. But things at the Airbnb have gotten a little weird. Got the place for a month. It's a beautiful house. I kind of stay downstairs. I basically have an entire wing, the downstairs wing of the house. And then upstairs is this giant master suite, which I've never even seen. The bedrooms are on completely opposite sides of this giant concrete structure. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Casablanca, dare I say. The very first week I was here, every single night after the podcast, the first thing I would do if I saw the owner of the Airbnb, I would make sure, hey, the podcast wasn't too loud, I didn't bother you in any way, everything is cool, everything is fine, and consistently, every single day, I was reassured, oh yeah, no problem, didn't even hear you. The house is built solid. Don't worry about it. Do your thing. Okay, great. But I kept checking day after day after day after day. Then suddenly, a couple days ago, I see the owner of the house, who's, who's a nice man, who's a nice man. And, and maybe the moral of this story is familiarity breeds contempt and maybe Airbnb in a month at two places too long but I'm not the one who offers up the house on Airbnb for a month. This wasn't my idea. I'm not the, I, I, I didn't, the, no one put a gun to this person's head and said, you have to do it for a month. This, this, this was their idea, right? So a couple nights ago, I come out. I'm like, hey, how are you? Just making, the podcast wasn't too loud tonight, was it? And suddenly it was a completely different story. It was like I was talking to a completely different human being, talking about how if you're going to do this, you got to let the Airbnb hosts know way in advance and this, that, and the other. And if I was in San Diego, somehow if this was a San Diego Airbnb, I would have been thrown out after two days because of this podcast. But here's the thing. On the Airbnb when you introduce yourself to a potential host, I explained to the dude, I told him, like, hey, I live a very quiet lifestyle. I don't make any noise, noise over the course of the day. 
other than FaceTiming with my kids, which is quiet. I just watch TV on my computer. I read books. Want to learn as much about Tijuana as I can while I'm there. I'll be in and out of the house. That said, Monday through Friday, I do do a podcast. I told him that. I told no problem. He knew that going in. Yet for some reason, this became like this weird passive aggressive issue over the last two days. And, and, and now I don't know what's going on. It is, it's just made for an odd, odd vibe. And which is hard for me as one of world's oddest human beings. And truthfully, for so many years of, of my life now, the thing that I've struggled with the most and, and maybe why I don't feel particularly funny tonight is I think the last thing any of us want to be is a burden, right? At the end of the day, nobody wants to be a burden. But I even look at the last years of my marriage, and that was horrible. I was so sick, I had become a burden with all my health issues. I mean, there were a myriad of other things that went wrong, too. It's, it's not just that, but being a burden was, was a significant part of it. And I feel like everywhere I go, because of my health or some other reason, completely unintentional, even though I try to walk on eggshells, I try to be so quiet. I've never left so much as one dirty dish in the sink. I've never cooked anything that, that smells bad. I've never done anything. Even upstairs in the master suite is like where the uh, the washer and the dryer are, like, like you know, the home laundromat. I don't even go up there to do laundry. I bring my laundry down the street because I don't want to bother anyone. This is weird. Things have gotten weird, and I'm not quite sure what to do about it other than tell you that I'm feeling... A little, uh, a little odd. I'm not sure how, how funny I feel. And even the thing that sucks about it, amongst other things, is one of the reasons I came to Mexico is because I didn't want to feel like a burden anymore. Even in Spokangeles when I was sick and I was living in my own apartment, my medical bills were so extravagant if not by the grace of my parents and their generosity, I would have been homeless. I couldn't have afforded to have my own apartment and medical bills. So there, I felt like a burden. I, so I went and stayed at my parents' house for a few months to save up some money so I could pay all my own bills and get out of there so I no longer felt like a burden. And then I come down here, and what am I now? A motherfucking burden. God damn it. That said, how are you? How was your day? How is, uh, how's everything going? Fish B, you want to lighten the mood? It might, it might be this sound. It, 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 maybe, it's, maybe it's just the Fish B sound. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That said, we have a show to do. There is, there is progress 
to be made. Gosh darn it. And so a show we shall do. Question one from the Fishbowl of Doom, the toughest fishbowl in showbiz, Fishkembe Matumbowl, Fishbola, whatever you want to call the fella. Here we go. Should Beto O'Rourke run for president? Should Beto O'Rourke run for president? Fishby, quiet. Quiet, Fishby. You're going to get us in trouble. Um, no. Beto O'Rourke, and I know he's, he's polling numbers, and I know he has a lot of grassroots enthusiasm. I think he is going to announce, and when he does, he's going to break all kinds of low-denomination contribution records, even shattering what Bernie Sanders does. That says, that said, excuse me, let's be honest about Beto. Was he ready to be the next senator from the state of Texas? You betcha. Would there have been anything better than Beto O'Rourke beating Ted fucking Cruz in New York? Or in New York, in Texas? Hell no. Of course, that would have been amazing sitting down Ted Cruz in Texas. But there's no way that Beto O'Rourke is in any way, shape, or form prepared to be the next president of the United States. So here's what Beto should do. Beto should not run and throw all his support, all his weight behind a progressive candidate who has the same kind of youthful enthusiasm, the same kind of candidate who can capture the national zeitgeist, and of course I'm talking about the one and only Mayor Pete. That's what Beto should do. Devote all his... Stop driving around the country, trying to find yourself, figure Instagramming the dentist, figuring out whether or not you want to run for president or not, because you might want to run, but here's the deal, Beto. You have no chance of winning. You're not going to be the next president of the United States. But with a push from you, with your enthusiasm and, and what you've already kind of garnered, the respect amongst the American public and the electorate, that might be enough to get one candidate over the edge. And I hope that candidate is Mayor Pete. And if not Mayor Pete, I'm going for Kabbalah for my friends who, who everyone else I know wants Kabbalah. But I, I like her too, but I'm just saying the first debate... Iowa, June, watch out for Mayor Pete. Next question from Fishbola. What's the weirdest thing you heard today? What's the, what's the weirdest thing? I mean, you always hear weird things when you're walking around Tijuana. That's part of the beauty of Tijuana. Uh, first, I was on my way to my, to my local grocer, which, which is like a nice quarter-mile walk I like to do every day. And, or at least the days I can, most days. And, uh, and, and I walk by my local pizza joint, which is creatively called La Pizza Nostra, which, which, is, which, which is kind of funny. It's kind of funny calling the place La Pizza Nostra. Uh, and they have, they have this giant uh, PV speaker outside, 
And the song they're playing today, and I don't know why, is none other than 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 Canadian Caucasian reggae superstar Snow Informer. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, but there's a tie. There, there, there's a tie. So that's one of the weirdest things. And then when I got to the local grocer, those of you that know Mexico, the Soriano. So I get, I get to the Soriano and, and I, I get no further than 25 feet into the store about by the bananas. And this, and, and this guy points to me and goes, Larry Bird, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I'm a tall, I'm a tall, I'm a tall white guy. I mean, yeah, Larry Bird, Larry Bird never played for the Denver Nuggets, but but he but 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 Larry Bird and and Denver Nuggets. Those things don't make a, a lot of sense, but you know, all, all these gringos look alike. How can you how can you possibly be expected to keep track? Those are the two weirdest things I've heard today. Snow Informer and Larry Bird, Denver Nuggets. Next question from Fish B. Can you imagine a world where you would have an actual girlfriend? Can I imagine a world... Fish B, shh. Can I imagine a world... Where I would have an actual girlfriend. Uh, well, you know, now that I've now that I've got the Mexican my my Viagra, my own my own personal Statue of Liberty. Uh, uh, can I? You know what? I can't imagine it. And in fact, last night I more than imagined it. I dreamed it so vividly. There was this beautiful girl. Her name was Natalie. She was like, I even have the name. Her name was Natalie. She was gorgeous. And of all the places to meet, we met at the MRI line. Like we, we, we were both waiting to get MRIs. And that's how we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Here's the thing, though that's going to prohibit me from getting a girlfriend ever in the future. And I would like to change things going forward because in order to, it's very hard. I, I'm certainly not on the Tinder or okay Cupid, or I'm still a long ways away from the R time website. Uh, they don't, they don't, I'm not welcome on a go figure on black people meet or a farmers or any of these other dating websites. And even now dating is so complex. I'm seriously, I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing this. And one day I will find the right girl and one day it'll work. Remember in elementary school, maybe even parts of junior high, maybe even a portion of high school where if you liked a girl, you just went up to them and you asked them if they wanted to be your girlfriend. You just, you just, you just skip the dating, you, sk you skip that confusing part like we're dating, but, but are we exclusive? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't want to do any of that. I, I want no part of that. I want, I want to approach a stranger. I don't know. And, and I'm going to need an answer in that moment. And, and if the answer is no, so be it. But that's the way I'm going to proceed. I will let you know how it goes from now until eternity. Excuse me, miss. I, I'm a big fan of your style. I couldn't help but notice you from across the room. Would you like to be my girlfriend? 
I'm sure that's gonna that's gonna go over just uh, that's gonna be winner after winner after winner. But it'll it'll fail 99 times. But the one time it works, it'll really work. It'll really really work. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Hey, Fish B. Keep it down. Yo, it's me, Fish B. No question. Just wanted to confirm that Club Hong Kong is the world's finest exotic cabaret. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. As I was here in the house suffering, I'm glad that you and Paleta Bola de Fuego just decided to, you know, take a quote-unquote mental health day, as my daughters call them when they don't want to go to school, a mental health day, and leave, leave me here by myself to do the podcast. Well, you guys were, you know, blowing all our cash at, uh, at Club Hong Kong, without a doubt, world's finest exotic cabaret thank you for the confirmation fish bee what a what a real blessing you are to the show what a what a geez thanks next question is the michael cohen pardon story the worst excuse ever Uh, all right is is the michael cohen pardon story the worst excuse ever this actually might be. Let's let's just give you. I'll give you the Cliff Notes uh, bullet point story here. We let, let's not go through. Let's not get mired in the quagmire of the details, shall we? But right after Michael Cohen's uh, office and home and everything got raided by the FBI, what uh, an associate of Rudy Giuliani who at that time was, of course, was representing the president. So, so this was, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend, but, but, but this is all related. So an associate named Lawyer Bub, ironically, so, so this guy reaches out to Michael Cohen and tells Michael Cohen, and, you know, they're talking in theory in code about pardons because Michael Cohen is scared to death because his, his lawyer offices were just raided by the FBI, for God's sake. But Michael Cohen gets this email that was obtained by CNN where Michael Cohen was told by this dude, this associate of Rudy Giuliani, to sleep well tonight, sleep well tonight, because you've got friends in high places. Is that a pardon dangle? I'm not sure. Kind of, kind of sounds dangle-esque to me. But the Trump legal team, again, they've just stopped trying the statement they put out that Michael, they put, that Michael Cohen was confused. This wasn't a dangle pardon. No, 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 no. That's crazy. They were worried that after the tumult of the day that Michael Cohen had, having been raided by the FBI, that he might be suicidal. And so they just wanted to wish him well. And it was a reference to, quote, a Garth Brooks song. That's the excuse that the lawyer that worked with Rudy Giuliani is going with 
on this whole dangle concept of the pardon. The only problem is, I don't think there's, and I again, I don't know anything about Garth Brooks other than I worked at the mall in the late 90s when the Chris Gaines CD came out. That's about as much as my uh, uh, Garth Brooks knowledge goes. But I, I, I'm not familiar with any lyric or refrain about sleeping well at night, unless that has something to do with Trisha Yearwood and her cooking show. I'm not sure. Maybe I know more about Garth Brooks than I admit. And then, and then, and then, isn't the song Friends in Low Places, not Friends in High Places? Yes, even, even from the Trump White House, even from the debacle, even from the walking Trumpster fire that is the Trump legal team, that is one mediocre excuse. <laughs> Quiet, Fishby. But the problem is, as a country, we, we've just become so anesthetized and so numb to this cavalcade, this buffet of bullshit, that we just go, ah, you know, another day in Trump's America. It, it might bring down any other president, but, you know, it's just another day in Trump's America. Just another day. Next question. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Keep it fucking down, Fish B. Yo, it's me, Fish B. How long until we as a show catch up to that serial podcast that morphed into an HBO docuseries? Yes, the, the case of uh, is it Adnan Saeed. Is that the one? I mean, like like a year ago, they, they were winning awards and the thing had a, a hundred and seventy five million downloads. And so by my math, fifth B, fish be to catch up. I mean, we're, we're right there. I mean, we're, we're neck and neck. We're, we're making moves every day. I mean, they, how, how many parts did they do? 10, 12, this is episode like 261. So by my math, we only have like 174 million, 900,000 and change. That's all we, that, and, and, and then we're basically tied. So, but it, you look at our rate of progress, one could make the argument on any given night, this is the fastest growing podcast on the internet. That's the beauty of statistics. It's the beauty. It, it might just be for a moment. That's the beauty of percentages. It could be the fastest growing podcast on the internet. Next question, Fishbee, please. Next question. What's up with the additional charges against Paul Manafort? What's up with the additional charges against Paul Manafort? The, this is, this is a, an actually really good question, and I can't believe I'm going to take the side of Paul Manafort in this thing. But right after he gets sentenced to additional time today, meaning he's going to serve supposedly until he gets pardoned seven and a half years, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, but his, his, his second uh, uh, sentencing happened today. But literally moments after that, literally moments after that sentence was read, the state of New York announced their own charges and some of those that there's double jeopardy involved. It's somebody, the American legal justice system 
is already 99.99999% of the time, except when it comes to white-collar criminals who seemingly never go to jail, look at Wall Street and the whole meltdown, um, is way too heavy-handed. Is way too heavy-handed. And I can't believe I'm saying... I mean, they, they just... He just got two federal sentences within the last week and literally moments... This seems, even for me, even for me, it strikes me as a little much. Fish peas, is it? All right. few more questions to go. How the hell did Gonzaga lose to St. Mary's? How the hell? Yeah, I got, uh, while I was doing the show last night, it actually actually came across my phone that the ha- Gonzaga, the number one men's basketball team in the country until the new rankings come out. But, uh, but, but they, were, they were losing at halftime to unranked St. Mary's, the, the Mighty Gales of Mar-a-Lago. If, if you're not familiar with their work, the, the Mighty Gales. It's beautiful, I'm told, St. Mary's. Um, Gonzaga was losing 27-25, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's not good. Gonzaga averages like 88 points a game. Something clearly isn't going right. And then Gonzaga loses last night. They lose the West Coast Conference championship game. It doesn't matter. Gonzaga is still going to go in the NCAA tournament. Worst case scenario, they're a two seed instead of the one seed. They should have been. Here's the thing. This is actually a good thing. Not only does this allow the coach to get the team's attention who has been coasting because their league is shit and they've been beating the hell out of everyone for two months, but it also, if they're going to have a clunker of a game, if they're going to go out there and, and, and just, because these are college kids, you know, and if they're just going to go out there and have one of those games where absolutely Everything goes wrong much better in the West Coast Conference Tournament than when we get to the real deal, the cruel mistress that is March Madness. So hopefully this is a net positive for the team, which I believe it is, and not a net negative. Next question. Run DMC or the Beastie Boys? Run... This is this is a hard run DMC. Like, like I have to pick one, run DMC or I, I mean these are two of the most important artists in the last fifty years of music. Uh, the Beastie Boys were more prolific. They put out uh, uh, eight records and a whole bunch of uh, different singles along the way. But Run DMC. I'm going to say in the grand scheme of things, even though the Beastie Boys may be a better group musically, I know a lot of hip-hop heads that would make that point, but Run DMC uh, brought black music into white America in a way that really hadn't been done since Motown. And so for that reason alone, I'm going with Run DMC. Feel free to argue amongst yourselves. Could you be a little quieter, Fishbee? Jesus. We're going to get thrown out of an Airbnb. And then where will we go? 
Club Hong Kong, I suppose. How will you know when it's time to retire? Are you, are you giving me hints? Is, is someone... Did, did this come from the owner of this Airbnb? How, how, how will I know when it's time to retire? I, I'm throwing this out not just for myself, but for all my creative friends. As soon as you reach the day, as soon as you reach the point, as soon as you cross the threshold when you have more memories than ideas, that is precisely the moment and not a second longer. It's time to kick the can and call it a day because it's over. It's creatively, as soon as you have more memories than ideas, then you're done. Luckily for me, and, and we've, we've done a lot. Like, even before I started doing this, I had my Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours, like, on the air of being on the radio. And, and I still, I got 95% more ideas than memories. So we got, we got, we got a ways to go. Me and uh, Fishbola here. We got a ways to go. Last question, as always, comes from Isaiah, the tiny player. He's eight, and he's the executive producer of this show, a role that is very important. Today, Isaiah writes, why are slides dangerous? Okay, all right. Again, the kid's eight. Some days the questions are better than others. Why, why, why are slides dangerous? I don't, I don't, is, is this an epidemic? Is there an epidemic of dangerous slides? I know, th- I know there's a water park here in, in Tijuana that, that I would love to go to when the weather gets hot because it's the kind of water park that would never fly in the States because apparently it has one very, very, very steep slide and you get massive quantities of speed and then basically go off a skate ramp, fly 20, 25 feet in the air, risking life and limb, and then land in God knows what. So that slide might be dangerous. Uh, the only other circumstances uh, where a slide could be dangerous is a, a, a horse play, uh, no, just like a pool, uh, no horse play on a slide, uh, a bad, bad engineering and, and bad luck. Believe I believe that's the, that's the best answer I could give to really a uh, a question that I won't defame because it was from it was from Isaiah. Oh oh, hold on. You know what? Usually Isaiah gets the last question, but uh, I I forgot one over here because it was longer, so I wrote it down on a note card. Uh, this one comes from a friend of mine who periodically sends me texts. Uh, for questions, and, and I like this one today. He writes, uh, I think my best friend's roommate might have scurvy since all they eat is tuna fish salad and drink R&R whiskey by the handle. When they, they've got to upgrade their whiskey. All they drink is R&R whiskey by the handle. What should I do? So th- this is a question about scurvy. So, so me, you know, I got, I, I, I consulted uh, Dr. Google and apparently scurvy is caused by a lack of vitamin C. So, so here's how, here's how your friends want to proceed because it'll start to drive you batshit crazy and, and, and all kinds of pain, all kinds of myalgia. It'll, it'll fuck you up. You don't, you don't, you, you, you don't fuck with scurvy. Ah, uh, 
But you, 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 want, you want to have one to two grams of vitamin C per day for two to three days, then 500 milligrams of vitamin C for seven days, then 100 milligrams for one to three months, and other than the damage you've done to your teeth, which will probably never function properly again, then you should be cured of the scurvy. And then worst case scenario, if that doesn't work, you can always go to the Van Dyne secret family remedy, the tusk of bull walrus, and vampire semen. And now we have done a show, at least the part of the show, before we get to Paleta Bola de Fuego, which, of course, is the paddle ball of fire. Did you have a good time last night at the club? Oh, you did. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first class exotic cabaret. Uh, first things first, uh, congratulations to Casey Hunt. Uh, you might know her from MSNBC. She does a show cleverly titled Casey DC. But she announced on the air today that she's having a baby. Congratulations, Casey Hunt. Way to go. This dude in Spokangelis, my former hometown, he got himself a lotto ticket, and he did something that's even luckier kind of than winning a lotto. He did the self-pick thing where it gave him two lines automatically generated by a computer. Both lines were exactly the same. The odds of that happening are one in seven million, exactly twice the odds of winning the actual lottery. Only this feat pays exactly zero dollars. Yeah, it happened. Gavin Newsom has officially suspended the death penalty in California. I think that's a good thing. Alex, Alex Trebek has returned to Jeopardy despite being diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. So the answer is, who is a badass? Or, or Alex Trebek, uh, uh, who is a badass? That, that's, that's what I, I was trying to say. Way to go, Alex Trebek. Uh, Hubble telescope captures images of two galaxies colliding. But don't worry, all the Jedis were fine. But that's a pretty cool thing for a Hubble telescope to do. And, and lastly... I don't want to uh, embarrass the person, but I got the nicest note. They, they listen to the show every day, so the, the, they'll, they'll know who they are. But I, they're a stranger to me. But I got the nicest uh, 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 Instagram uh, direct message uh, the other day, and it said, Hey, me and my dad, living in Kent, used to listen to DJW No Name all the time, and I want you to know I really, really like your podcast. And... Uh, Little things like that for someone as, uh, as, as, as insecure as me and could be thrown out of an Airbnb at any minute, it, uh, it warmed the cockles like Vicodin and cocoa, as I used to say. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, have the best Wednesday night ever. Uh, all goes well. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow, but I suppose, I suppose that uh, is up for debate. As I tell you all the time, life is short. Be good to each other. Adios, amigos.